Blog Talk Radio. Welcome everyone. My name is Susan, Laris, and Dan, and I am very happy to be welcoming you once again to the live Frontier Beyond Fear Blog Talk Radio broadcast. Today is April 10th, 2021. And for those of you looking for when this show broadcasts live, it is every Saturday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. And I'm very happy to have you here with me again today and also to those of you listening in the podcast. I do hope to continue to enhance the platforms that this program is available on and For those of you who have been listening for a while, you'll realize that this program has changed over time, and now it is a very simple conversation about important topics at this time. And today, I am once again taking up our continuing theme of exploring honesty and authenticity, and how that relates to fear. Fear is, of course, the theme of this program that has been the theme for it's now in its 11th year. And although not every program is about fear, it's surprising how much fear impacts everything in our lives and is especially important in the world today. And at the outset, I will say I do thank Blog Talk Radio for highlighting this program while live on their homepage. I am always very grateful for that. So today I will also be quoting a little bit of, of literature. Don't be intimidated by that. It won't be long, and it's very approachable for those of you who may find that daunting. It's not daunting. It's wonderful. It is wonderful to discover what people have had to say in their own times, and they are imperfect people just like we are. They are struggling with their own authenticity and voices just like we are. Some of their writings are even private during their lifetime that they didn't share while they were alive or didn't get out while they were alive. And even that, 
you know, there you can see a deep authenticity in what they choose to reflect upon. So I am going to include that in today's program. I'm also going to begin with a quote that I put in my blog on Friday night talking about this program. I do have a daily blog. You go to FrontierBeyondFear.com and just click on blog and it'll take you to the blogging platform where you can read my daily blog where I also announce this program and reflect on other topics very related to what I'm talking about here. So if you are appreciating what I have to share, I invite you to go to that blog. Yesterday, and I always open my blog post, my blog posts with a quote. And yesterday it was quote, I believe that unarmed truth and unconditional love will have the final word in reality. Unquote. That was stated by Martin Luther King, Jr. So, as we have been exploring in previous recent programs, we live in a time where, unfortunately, honesty is not exactly celebrated. And although people may claim to celebrate it, There are many situations that are driving the things that we are hearing that are based in fear. How we are receiving that information can also be influenced by our own fears. And there are times when people very unintentionally are perhaps caught up in a, a way of looking at things that are based on un- incomplete information, which we'll also be talking about. And note, I'm being quite general because I feel that this can apply in many ways and where you are. And I do fully realize, having seen who is listening to this program, that you are worldwide. And each of you is navigating through your own journey in your own place and time. And it is not for me to assume what you are dealing with in your everyday lives and what you are hearing. But what I do know, and I have some visibility into what's going on worldwide as well, though not nearly as much as those of you have about your own place, wherever you are, and I celebrate that, that you are listening in your own space and you need to take this in and think about how it applies to your situation and your choices and where you want to be, where you want to go within your own societies. Martin Luther King Jr., he saw that unconditional love is the key Because related to honesty is respect. When you feel that you can be honest within a setting and authentically yourself, and when you want others to be authentically themselves around you, even if you have differing perspectives, that is a hallmark of mutual respect 
which is the absolute foundation of a truly advanced and thriving society. And many early thinkers knew this, going all the way back. I'm going to be quoting a couple of people that don't go all the way back, but a lot of their thinking is based on ancient civilizations and philosophers who reflected on this at length. You can have a different perception, but if that perception is based on either unintentional or intentionally partial information, then the perception is naturally going to be skewed. So our first goal, if we choose to be a part of and create a truly advanced and caring and empathic and um, thriving and wonderful society with, in which to live is to respect and elevate and honor honesty. And unfortunately, fear does skew this. When people present intentionally misleading information, they are afraid. They are being driven by their own survival fears, by whatever it is they're trying to hold on to something that is based on their own illusions. And it never is a measure of respect, obviously, for those with whom they're communicating, because all of us, are independent human beings that have the right to be able to make well-informed choices. It's that simple. You cannot make a well-informed choice if you are not well-informed. And sometimes fear can skew our choices, absolutely. Sometimes we can be in denial of facts when we see them because we're so afraid of whatever they convey. So fear has a lot to do with this. I also want to talk about how there is a difference between discretion and intentional omission with the intent to mislead. Discretion is actually something that a mindful and mature person uses to determine if they are in a space of mutual trust and in an appropriate setting where they can talk about whatever it is they choose to talk about. Every one of us uses discretion every day. When you go to the store, you don't tell the person at the cash register everything about yourself. You may talk about something, you may talk about, sometimes it may even go a little bit deeper. I had a situation um, where I was talking to someone at a store about, you know, um, just a current situation impacting the store. That's okay. But discretion, that's just such a simple, simple explanation, really. It's just about when is it appropriate to talk 
in different environments and what is your maturity level if you're a parent you know you're not going to tell your child about everything going on with your work that's discretion intentional omission Sometimes that can be to make someone feel comfortable, like if something really scary is going on, maybe you don't want your child to be terrified of that thing. That can happen, and it can even happen in societies. However, it must be used very carefully because it's a really close judgment call as to when something really needs to be known versus something that you know, would put everyone in a panic or something like that. And how that is judged is a fine line. And we've seen a lot of examples of that and where you can actually cause a panic where one isn't needed and all kinds of things can occur. And this all relates to fear. Ultimately, it all comes down to fear because if incomplete information is being presented there always has to be some fear that is motivating that. Otherwise, you would just be open. And I do contend that mutual respect absolutely requires a common and truthful set of facts because otherwise we can't even be having the same conversations. And sadly... It's causing a lot of divides in society today that a lot of people don't have facts. They're not fully available. And sometimes you need to go deeper yourself. And you can do this and you can do it in ways that you can trust. You can determine if you trust where a fact is coming from and you can evaluate it. We are thinking human beings, and we are capable of evaluating facts once seen. If we don't have all the facts, well, or if they're being steered in a particular way, that's going to always influence us. So I think the other important thing it is to realize, this is a journey. When I'm speaking to you now, I'm on a journey of being more authentic just as any everyone else is. And it takes some courage to be here speaking like this, but I've also done it for years, only it's in a different way now. So I've had some practice, and I'm getting back into practice because I had stopped, as many of you know. If you'd listened to this program, it hadn't had a lot of shows, only this time it's a bit different because I actually have some things I want to share from my heart. And so I spent a lot of time having lots of wonderful conversations. Some were, you know, they varied in quality, but there were some really good conversations on this program. I am aware of that. And yet right now, I am keeping it at a very simple level for these Saturday afternoon programs so that I can get out some of the things I'm feeling, some of the things that I am choosing to teach. So... Let's see if we've covered all the main points. I know I had a rather lengthy description today. Um, Basically, not having the facts disables us. Being afraid disables us. We cannot function 
we can become paralyzed by fear. We can become even confident in things that just aren't true or partially true. And yes, unfortunately, humanity being humanity, there are those who intentionally would like that to happen, and that has always been true. And if you read literature and history, you'll see that it's happened again and again and again because we are imperfect human beings. So how do we move forward together? Do we agree together that we would like to have facts and would like to have confirmation of those facts and that that we'd like to have that information so that we could make good decisions together and individually, depending on what they are? Every decision comes down to your individual participation in it. Some are very personal. Some, you know, are impact the society. So if we don't have that agreement that truth is valued, and a lot of people will talk about truth and they don't really mean it. So let's talk about that as well. We're talking about the courage to do some of your own homework, And really, as an individual, valued human being, worthy of respect, every single person, expecting that respect because you deserve it, of course you do, that's what it's about. So it's very sad that we live in an age where we can't, even quite agree on that. And we need to work towards a place and how we do this. I wish I could tell you, but my coming out here just as one voice, that is my part. That is one part of it. Others can do other things, and this isn't the only thing I choose to do. But I believe in what Martin Luther King said. Unconditional love is key. Unconditional means that we respect that we're imperfect. Can we have the humility together? Aren't you tired of seeing things proclaimed without humility? Humility is the most fundamental aspect of spirituality. And really, even if you're not spiritual, it's important. And I am going to quote a couple of passages here. And one is, I was actually, I'm actually going to reverse them because I was going to do this one second, but it fits in. This has to do with changing our minds. What if we receive more information or our perspective changes or we mature and yet we're expected to always have had the same opinion? And Ralph Waldo Emerson had something to say about this in his essay, self Reliance, which was written in 1841. Ralph Walter Emerson is, of course, a very famous transcendental idealist. He lived from 1803 to 1882, and this isn't the first time I've quoted him. A foolish consistency is the hobgoblin of little minds adored by little statesmen and philosophers and divines. With consistency, a great soul has simply nothing to do. He may as well concern himself with his shadow on the wall. 
speak what you think now in hard words, and tomorrow speak what tomorrow thinks in hard words again, though it contradict everything you said today. And he, this next part is in quotes. Ah, so you shall be sure to be misunderstood. Unquote within his quote. Is it so bad then to be misunderstood? Pythagoras was misunderstood, and Socrates, and Jesus, and Luther, and Copernicus, and Galileo, and Newton, and every pure and wise spirit that ever took flesh. To be great is to be misunderstood. Unquote. From Ralph Waldo Emerson, a great thinker. See how approachable that is? Isn't that helpful information? I just turned to that today again. I'm really being guided as to where to find these passages. I have been reading um, various things by Ralph Waldo Emerson, but I hadn't read this passage until this morning or even anything in this particular essay. What that has to say is not that the facts change, and yet they can't. The situation changes. We change how many of us, certainly on a spiritual path, but I could say in almost every way, we change. We get more information. And we don't have to hold ourselves to who we were before because now we have more information. If we do get to a position here, which would be so nice, if we live in a more truth-based world, a lot of us are going to change our perspectives because we didn't know. We had no idea. When you have no idea what the basis is for an opinion and you formed that opinion from either partial facts or totally false facts, then obviously once you have the facts, you're going to change your opinion. Not to mention the more you study, the more you read, the more you mature, you will change. So in our society, and I've thought this for a while, we're always saying, you know, 30 years ago it was this or whatever. Well, you know what? Society changed. People changed. And thank goodness they do. Wouldn't you like to be in a society where people change? Do you want people to just be stubborn and just hold on to things that are illusions? Or would you like to believe that they can change? Some of our greatest spiritual systems are based on change. In fact, I would wager just about every one. They, you have a revelation, you have an epiphany, you have an experience. Something changes you, and you're not the same as you were before. This should be honored. This should be celebrated. Now, if you become, you know, less than you were in some way, if suddenly you're much more dishonest, much more inauthentic or whatever, well, that's not really a positive change. But we're talking about positive change here and the kind that Martin Luther King, he envisioned this, that there was possible a way, and we're not talking about any, I am not going to talk about whatever political philosophy may have been involved. We're not going to get into that right now. And we may never get into that. We're talking about on an ideal level, a lot of these philosophies meet in a place where you want to live. Everybody wants to live a good place, a respectful place, and a, even more wonderful, which I'm sure he could see, a place where we acknowledge that the divine is real because we know it, because we've seen the evidence of it. 
And so often we're told the truth has nothing to do with spirituality. And that is simply a perception of yet another religious way of thinking. Because materialism is a religion. It really is. Which is ironic. Okay, I am going to quote my second quote, which was supposed to be the first, if I can find it here. Once again, I found this today, and we may run out of time in the live show. I may have to start setting this program a little bit longer live because we seem to be going over quite often. Um, So if you want to hear it live, I would recommend you can call in and you could listen or just listen. It'll be in the podcast quickly after it's complete. So... Here's one from Henry David Thoreau. Not the first time I've quoted him either, but we're focusing in an area. He also was a transcendentalist, though he didn't always agree with his mentor and actually benefactor in some ways, Ralph Waldo Emerson, because the property that he was living on when he wrote this essay, Walden, which were a series of reflections that he wrote and later were published, was published in 1846, or sure if he wrote it then, just going by my note, but we're we're talking about the mid 1800s, and and he lived from 1817 to 1862. If I didn't already say that. Okay, a quote from Walden, and I just found this today, although I've read Walden before. Shams and delusions are esteemed for soundest truths, while reality is fabulous. If men would steadily observe realities only and not allow themselves to be deluded, life to compare it with such things as we know would be like a fairy tale in the Arabian Nights entertainments. If we respected only what is inevitable and has a right to be, music and poetry would resound along the streets. When we are unhurried and wise, we perceive that only great and worthy things have any permanent and absolute existence, that petty fears and petty pleasures are but the shadow of the the reality. This is always exhilarating and sublime. By closing the eyes and slumbering and consenting to be deceived by shows, men establish and confirm their daily life of routine and habit everywhere, which still is built on purely illusory foundations. Children who play life discern in true law and relations more clearly than men who fail to live it worthily, but who think that they are wiser by experience, that is, by failure. Okay, we'll leave it at that. But what he was saying simply accents this concept. We live in a world of illusion. Sometimes we choose to. Sometimes it's easier. You know, that's fear too. It's really easy. If that illusion is somehow comforting, although there aren't a lot of those right now, but if it is, then that would be more comfortable, wouldn't it? You have to choose. 
Do you want to be able to make honest choices in your life? Do you want to have the facts? Or do you want to be deceived like he's talking about and deluded? Most mature people, unless you're like the character in The Matrix, I've seen The Matrix, there's that part, I, can't, I haven't seen it in a while, the character who decides he just wants to eat steak dinners, might be in the second one, it's in one of The Matrix movies. And if you haven't seen The Matrix, I can't imagine, I'm sure a lot of you have, or even some of its sequels, which I think this may come from, not sure. Basically, there's a character, oh, in the live show, it is going to go, going to finish here shortly. I will continue for a short while in the archive. In The Matrix, there is a character who is actually... Um, very deceptive himself, and he actually betrays people. And all he wants for that is to forget. He wants to go back into the Matrix because he doesn't like the real world. The real world in the Matrix is gritty and not pleasant, whereas the Matrix is, is an illusion. And he would rather this character go back as his reward for his betrayal he would rather go back into the illusion and just eat steak dinners and be, you know, be, be comforted by a false reality. How many people are like this and are driven by fear of losing that, that either that power or that position or that ability to be in a certain space? And they, 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 they have a really an insatiable thirst. Thank you, live audience. We're continuing here. We're going to the archive now. Um, They have an insatiable thirst for something that they never, ever find. This program has always been in the spirituality category in blog talk radio. There's a reason for that. Because those things are not truly satisfying. They may provide us with comfort, but they're not where you're going to find the kind of peace and the kind of maturity to create what is truly a mature society. As these programs continue, they may go deeper. I do do research. I am a scientist. I am a mathematician. I've researched many things. I had my own awakening. And we may explore some topics at more depth. But however this show unfolds, its goal is to help us to see the path out of this mess. (laughs) Shall I call it a mess? Because it is a mess. We've got so many illusions that are being peddled that we don't know up from down. And so ultimately, we are seeking a space where we have that peace, that stillness, that centering that helps us to begin with make wise decisions for ourselves 
And then ultimately, when each person has that information, those experiences, even as we grow, we make wise decisions for our society. But it's still an individual choice. Respect is so important. And when you read some of the early philosophers and thinkers and different people that that really I've been reading about a lot of things, um, you know, about, you know, not just in the United States, not not just here, but many people... You have to you have to begin in that space of desiring truth, desiring respect, speaking truth, even if it's with some discretion in a current situation. That's okay. It, it's also a journey, being authentic and truly creating a world that we'd like not only ourselves to live in, but our children. And it's not based on deception. That's based on an honest way forward, a respectful way forward, and a loving, unconditionally loving way forward. And that's what this is about. So, I'm going to end this program today, and thank you for listening. I guess it does work in 30 minutes for now. I'll keep it that way for the time being. I appreciate your being with me today and just listening to these reflections. Um, I know it's a simple show right now. I know some of you may want to call in and talk, and I I totally thank you for that. Um, But right now, because it's such a simple program, Um, I'm just keeping it that way. So thank you again for listening. FrontierBeyondFear.com is the website associated with this program. I do invite you to read my daily blog. Also, consider following the show. You do have to get a simple Blog Talk Radio login to do that, but they're really simple and you don't have to have your own show. I got one years ago before I ever had a program. And that allows you to support those programs that you appreciate So, um, just by following. And you'll also be told when a program's going to begin and things like that. But I do have it in my blog, and I'm on Twitter, and I'm on Facebook. Feel free to look this, this show up on Facebook. That, too, the links are on FrontierBeyondFear.com. And unless I feel that I'd like to do an extra show this week... I think I'll probably keep it to every week at this time. I will be back next Saturday live at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern. Take care, everybody. See you next week.